Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Second Take. Remember, if you're watching us on YouTube or Spotify or anywhere else, don't forget to follow and like our content if you enjoy what you're hearing. And as always, let us know in the comments what you think. We like to hear your guys' opinion. Um, and without further ado, today we're going to get started on our way too early rookie of the year, specifically offensive rookie of the year candidates. We came up with a list of four guys who this season have gotten off to the best start of any of the other rookies on the offensive side. The list includes guys like Puka Nakua, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Devon A-Chain. A-Chain, hopefully I'm saying his name right. I'll get it right eventually. But Roland, who is your way too early offensive rookie of the year so far? Right now, I am just going to go with CJ Stroud, the Houston Texans. Uh, I think he's got two things going for him. One, a historic four-game start right alongside with quarterbacks like Justin Herbert and Cam Newton light. Um, their rookie campaigns were fantastic, and he's two, he's got a start that's to the same level as those guys. And position, right? He's a quarterback. A lot of times these awards go to quarterbacks, so I think that's what favors him amongst the rest, um, and that would be my way too early rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year candidate. Okay. And then my candidate is a little different than yours. Mine is not a QB. I would go with Puka Nakua for my offensive rookie of the year, right? Um, he so far has 39 receptions, which is the most for any NFL player through their first four games. He also has 501 receiving yards, which is also the most of any player through their first four games. And this is without Cooper Cup, and he's really helped the Rams out a lot on offense, giving them another weapon, helping them win some games and stay relevant in this absence of Cooper Cup. And he's just on pace to have a ridiculous season so far. What is your reasoning for picking C.J. Stroud over... Um, Puka Nakua so far? Well, first off, Puka Nakua, I mean, he had that walk-off touchdown to win the game today against my Colts, so maybe that's why I'm picking C.J. Stroud over him. Uh, all seriousness, the guy's having a fantastic year. Uh, Puka Nakua is having a historically great start, as you mentioned. My biggest pet, well, the, my biggest reason against not picking him is, one, he's a receiver. And two, Cooper Cup's going to come back. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what his production is going to be like as a number two. Right? Because Cooper Cup is the clear number one there. Um, it might take Cooper Cup a bit to work back into that workload. I'm just a little nervous if I'm going to put money on, you know, Puka Nakua to win Offensive Rookie of the Year if his production gets cut in half because Cooper Cup is back on the field. Um, and then my biggest reasoning behind picking C.J. Stroud is actually uh, diving into the numbers of what he's been able to do compared to some historically great rookie seasons. So Justin Herbert, as we all know, had a historically great rookie season, right? Threw for over 4,000 yards, 300 or 30 touchdowns, only 10 interceptions one of the highest passer ratings a rookie's ever had. Um, 
So comparing Justin Herbert's first four games to C.J. Stroud goes a little bit like this. C.J. Stroud has a little bit more yards, only by about 30, with 1,212 yards compared to Justin Herbert's uh, 1,195 yards. So comparable in yardage per game. Uh, C.J. Stroud has six touchdowns compared to Herbert's nine. So Herbert has a little bit in that category through the first four games. Um of their rookie years, remember rookie years. The most impressive part is CJ Stroud is yet to throw an interception. Most rookie quarterbacks struggle with holding on to the football and making the right decision. He has yet to turn the ball over with an interception. And then he's leading a Houston Texans team that I I picked as one of the worst teams in the football, right? I never picked them to win games just because they're the Houston Texans to a, a 500 record right now with some impressive wins against both the Steelers and Jacksonville, who's the favorite in their division, with blowout wins by over 20 points. So I just think because he's been able to not turn the ball over while also be aggressive on the offensive side of the ball and match historically great production – through his first four games, that's why I would have him as the front runner right now. And one of the bigger biggest reasons I like that you brought up about CJ Stroud is the fact that he hasn't thrown any interceptions so far this year. Most rookies are turnover machines, and the fact that he hasn't thrown an interception yet means he's not going to finish the season as one of the leaders in turnovers, right? It's been four weeks. There's no way he, you can be that bad and catch up that quick especially because he seems to be trending in the upwards direction, uh, especially with their last two wins. As you mentioned, they've been a lot more impressive than their first two weeks as a team, especially. And it feels like a big reason why is because CJ Stroud has elevated the team play and he's going to keep getting the same role, keep getting the same touches throughout the year. So you do bring up a good point with your concern for Cooper cup, but or not with Cooper Cup, but Puka Nakua with Cooper Cup potentially coming back. And to be honest, I know Cooper Cup's going to come back, but I also don't think Puka Nakua is going to just fall off in his production. If anything, Matthew Stafford has shown once he trusts a guy, he has no problem getting the ball to that guy, right? I mean, what was it? Puka Nakua's first or second game of the year, he had like 20 targets or something like that. I think... This guy has a great chance to just keep pounding this production, keep having big games, yards. He really, his biggest thing so far is he just needs the touchdowns or else he might lose out to one of these QBs due to just scoring reasons. Yeah, he, he hasn't scored the ball um, quite as much as you'd like for the amount of targets he's been getting. Right, He hasn't been getting red zone targets. Um He's been the guy that gets them to scoring position and then they end up just running it in. Or Stafford honestly hasn't thrown for a lot of touchdowns this year either, which is surprising. But yeah, I, if I had to pick who would win right now, it would probably be Puka just because it's unheard of what we've seen from the guy. But projecting 13 weeks from now, I just don't think he's going to get the volume with Cooper Cup there. Yeah. And another. One of the other guys who I think is interesting, who I did mention, I wanted to bring up as well, Devon uh, A-Chain. I think he, despite his absolutely ridiculous 
last two weeks and his really good start, right? 309 yards, four touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns, 27 carries, like crazy yards per carry. I don't know if he's going to get the touches in this Miami offense to stay competitive in a race like this. I agree with you. I think uh, it's a shame because the dude's just maybe it's a system thing because they've been able to run the ball like crazy on everybody. Uh, but he's putting up some crazy numbers because the first game, I don't even know if he ran the football once. So he's really only played three games. And the second game of the year, he didn't get a lot of touches. He had that breakout game against the Broncos, and then he followed it up with another fantastic game today. He was the only thing that was really working for the Dolphins today. So, uh, but similar to the Pukanakua concern, I just don't think he's going to get the volume to keep up with a C.J. Stroud or even an Anthony Richardson for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, and speaking of Anthony Richardson, I think he's already starting from a place behind since he missed basically a game and a half this year. I mean, when you look at it, he has seven total touchdowns, which is the most of all the rookies, but only the 600 yards of total offense so far. So, well, he's going to get a chance. I feel like for him being competitive against Nakua and CJ Stroud, the Colts are just going to have to probably be the best out of those three teams, and he's going to have to lead them to the most wins to be able to overcome um well unless one of these guys get hurt gets hurt but to be able to overcome um his time missed yeah i i agree with you i think he's right at number three right now i think he'll finish i think the real debate man it's a three it's a three horse race right now and i can see any one of those three between puka nakua cj stroud and anthony richardson winning a big thing that could decide between Richardson and Stroud is who ends up having a better record, being that they're in the division together. And both of those teams, surprise or not, holy crap, they have an opportunity to win the division. It's Everyone's 2-2 two and two right now. And I it, it feels weird saying it out loud that the Colts or the, the Texans could win the division right now. But that's the world we live in. And it could come down to, honestly, who who wins the division because it could be one of those two teams. Yeah, you bring up a great point. All the teams in that division right now are 2-2. Two and two. So that division, what we thought might be a runaway for the Jaguars, these other teams are showing they have a little bit more to them. And at least in the case of the Texans and the Colts, I think it's, a lot of it is due to their rookie QBs haven't sucked right to start the year so far. They've been able to stay competitive in these well, games. They- They've played great, both of them. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Tennessee, uh, we'll see what happens with that team. I'm still not a big believer in them. But I do believe more in the Texans and the Colts because these rookie QBs have really given me more confidence in the teams and the offenses. I'm not saying they're playoff contenders or anything. Uh, Whoever wins this division will more than than likely go out early in the playoffs. But... They're definitely giving you something to feel better about, and the future of this division isn't as grim as it was looking to start the season. So you basically have Puka Nakua mm-hmm. as your favorite, your front runner right now for Rookie of the Year, and you is that would be your pick, like yeah, yeah, for the next I'm, thirteen weeks projecting. Yeah, I'm picking Puka Nakua. I don't think his production is going to 
fall off. Obviously, it's going to fall off because he's on pace for, for 2,000 yards. yards. Yeah. 2,000 receiving yards. I don't think he's going to get that, honestly. But I do see him, you know, more in between. I think he's going to get well over 1,000 yards. I think his touchdown rate is going to go up throughout the year, especially when Cooper Cup comes back because can't focus it as much on Pukunukua as they have been able to recently because he's their biggest offensive weapon so far, right? Like, there's not... They have Tutu Atwell who's been playing well, but, you know, and they have Williams as their running back, but that offense doesn't have a ton of big-time weapons. So I think, honestly, adding Cooper Cup will help his Pukunukua's touchdown production just because, you know, we've seen teams are just doubling Cooper Cup every single time and he's still getting catches. Now, if they double him, Puka Nakua is just left one-on-one all the time. If you had to predict what Puka Nakua's end-of-year numbers are going to look like, what would they be? Ballpark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going with about, uh, just, just to estimate, we'll say, rounding up, right? I'm going with about 1,500 receiving yards. And seven touchdowns is what I think he'll finish the year with. So he would need to get six more catching touchdowns and a thousand more receiving yards with Cooper Cup coming back. Yep. And I think that's totally doable because the Rams, ever since Todd Gurley's left with Sean McVay, they don't run the football. They're not a running team. It's fair. Especially there was a couple times they could have put the Stafford. game away by just running the ball and they didn't do it. Yeah, exactly. Like, this team just passes the ball. They're a passing team. They're a passing offense with a passing coach. So I think he's going to get more than enough opportunity, um, especially now that Matthew Stafford has definitely shown that he trusts him. I just think, right, because, I, like I said, I'm predicting his overall yards to start going down slowly when Cooper Cup comes back. But that's what I'm going with. And kind of to ask you, what do you think Puka Nakua is – more likely to get a thousand yards, fifteen hundred yards, or two thousand yards. I personally think he'll finish in between a thousand and fifteen hundred. I know that's a cop out answer, but he's got he's not, thir- thirteen games left. Yeah, he's already halfway to a thousand. You know, he's already halfway to a thousand, so he's gonna get that pretty easily. Fifteen hundred though, because a thousand yards receiving for a rookie is really good. For a whole season. You know what I mean? Yeah. He only has 12 games. 13 games. Bearing that he doesn't get injured. To get another 1,000 yards. To hit that 1,500 mark. I just don't know. If he's going to get the target count. Uh, with Cooper Cup coming back. Um, to get that. If he does. Then. I don't know how the voters for the rookie of the year are going to freaking pick because I'm predicting CJ Stroud to have at least 30 touchdowns and throw for 4,000 yards if he keeps this production up. And that would be an insane feat for Puka Nakua mm-hmm. to get 1,500 yards receiving and get that amount of touchdowns. That would, that would just be nuts. So I just think his production is going to drop off to the point where he probably finishes the year with 1,200 receiving yards, you know, four or five touchdowns, just because he hasn't 
the offense hasn't shown that they target him in like red zone a lot. Yeah. You know, so the touchdowns will be tough for him to get. I still think he's going to have a fantastic year. He's probably going to be top three for this award. I just, I just don't see it happening with Cooper cup coming in, uh, that he keeps up this level of production. So, yeah. And that's the biggest question around, uh, the cool, honestly, what would hold him back for that type of the award? Um, and speaking of QBs, uh, as you mentioned, it always feels like they get a little bit of an advantage. Let's compare or predict a little bit with CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson, right? Um, who do you think out of the two will get more wins by the end of the season? This flip a coin, dude. I don't even know because, uh, you know, passing yards isn't really a question. Stroud's going to pretty much wipe the floor with Richardson in that category. Yeah. Um, but both these teams, dude, are just overachieving at this point in the season. Uh, the Texans already, or the the Colts already have a head-to-head matchup against the Texans. So, dude, I'm just gonna roll with my Colts. So, mm. I think the Colts will end up having maybe a one win more than the Texans do. I think that right now they've looked the best in the division, even in their losses. They've been really competitive. I mean, today they lost in overtime. They came back. Um, they and made a game out of it when they were getting blown out. And then the loss to the Jaguars week one was closer than the box. I mean, they only lost by 10 and it was pretty close and competitive there for three quarters. They have looked the best in their losses. And that's why I would pick the Colts right now as probably the favorite in the division because Jaguars have looked really ugly in their losses, even in some of their wins. And, uh, the Texans, same thing. They looked pretty ugly, at least the first couple of games of the year. But they've also looked the most dominant in their wins. So I really don't know, but I'm just going to go with the Colts. What do yeah. you think? I also agree. I'm going with the Colts. I mean, going back to my preseason picks, I believe I picked the Colts over. And I just think they're the more complete team out of them and the Texans, right? I think they have a better defense, a little more offensive experience. I mean, I think at least for Pittman, he's their the best target out of the two teams. And then if John if Jonathan Taylor does come back to the team, that's going to be a big boost for them as well. And then he will no doubt be the best offensive weapon between the two teams. So I see the Colts finishing finishing with more wins. Uh, so that's where I'm going with Anthony Richardson, which would be his best case if he wants to win this award, is to just win more games than C.J. Stroud. I think a really cool argument would be who finishes the year with most with the most total touchdowns. Yes. I think that because they're right now Stroud's at six, Richardson's at seven. Richardson's also played a game and a half less. So who do you think would end up who's gonna end up with more total touchdowns? I'm going with Anthony Richardson on this as well because of his rushing. Honestly, I think his passing touchdowns are maybe a couple lower because of the game and a half that he missed, but he already has four rushing touchdowns. I don't think it's too far fetched to expect him to see him finishing the year with, you know, 20. Yeah, exactly. To get 20 to 
22 passing touchdowns and about 10 rushing touchdowns. I think that's completely reasonable, giving him over 30 touchdowns on the year. And I, I, I could see C.J. Stroud passing for close to 30 touchdowns on the year, but he's not going to have the same rushing touchdowns or chances that Anthony Richardson is going to get. So that's where I'm leaning towards Anthony Richardson. I'd probably have to agree with you. Richardson just has the red zone threat of being a runner and kind of like the Lamar Jackson effect where he'll throw for, you know, I think he's going to throw for honestly less than 20, probably around that 18 mark, Mm -hmm. but he's going to easily get 10 rush touchdowns. He's going to get like one a game. It seems like so I, I'd have to agree with that pick. I just think, I test wise, CJ Stroud plays the quarterback position better just because he's able to throw tremendously better. His decision making thus far seems to be more on point. He has zero turnovers. So this isn't projecting that Anthony Richardson's a better quarterback. I just think stats wise, he's going to probably have more touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Whereas everything else, I don't think he's going to come really close. Passer rating won't be close, three yards per game won't be close. Touchdown interception ratio, I don't think will be close. So, yeah. And bringing up that point, so who do you think will finish the year with more, not passing yards, but total yards? So, where for CJ Stroud, we're combining rushing and passing. And for Anthony Richardson, we're combining rushing and passing. Because I don't think it's really a question that CJ Stroud will get more passing yards, right? Like you just brought up. But Will Anthony Richardson's rushing yards give him the total yard edge over C.J. Stroud, do you think? I don't think so. I think, I mean, Richardson runs for like 50 yards per game, um, and he only throws for about 200, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit less right now. Um, C.J. Stroud's going to average like dang near 300 passing yards a game, 280. So... Wow. With just passing yards alone, I think C.J. Stroud's going to end the year with more total yards of offense. It's just harder to get as many passing touchdowns as someone that also runs and throws the ball into the end zone. So I think C.J. Stroud ends the year with more total yards. Yeah, and I I would have to agree with you on that, especially with um, Richardson being sent backwards a little bit. Um, missing his time, but CJ Stroud, I believe he's just going to keep getting better throughout the season. And I think his passing yards, like passing yards are easier to get more of than rushing yards as we see. So with Richardson likely having less passing yards and more rushing yards, I don't think, like you mentioned, like, especially if Jonathan Taylor comes back, I don't think he'll be able to catch him with just the rushing yards. If it was just Richardson and he was running the ball more like a Lamar Jackson in Baltimore used to, I think he'd have more of a chance, but I don't think he's going to get that same type of opportunity to run 20 times a game. So I'd have to agree with you there. I just think the volume alone for CJ Stroud is going to lean in his favor. So, yeah. Okay. So those are our offensive rookie of the year picks. Let us know what you guys think. Who's going to win the award? Do you agree? Disagree with us? We'd love to hear it. And then go into a team that kind of caught our attention a little bit today, right? Um, in their game of a game that we thought would be the game of the week, the Buffalo Bills B 
beat down the Miami Dolphins pretty good at home. Um, what are you starting to think about the Bills recently, Roland? Like the wise Slim Shady once said, guess who's back back again? Josh Allen, after the nightmare at MetLife, has now looked like the best player in football. Plain and simple, he's been on a tear offensively, and he just ripped the Miami Dolphins a new one. Like, the blowhole, they got two blowholes now. Because mm. that game was not even close. Him and him and Stefan Diggs put on a clinic. And I think this is a wake-up call for Miami. That they're not going to be able to just score 100,000 points a game. They actually have to play some sort of defense. And I know this might be an overreaction because last week I said the Dolphins looked like the best team in the AFC, but the Bills look like the best team in the AFC after that horrific performance in New York. Yeah, and looking at it, I feel like a lot of people got really low on the Bills to start this season when they lost to the Jets. It scared a lot of people, right? Even I felt like I was a little wary of them. Like, what are they really going to look like? They turned the ball over a lot. You know, they lost a team that just lost Aaron Rodgers. Is this team gotten a little stale, right? Have they fizzled out what they used to be able to be? But ever since then, they've ripped off three wins in a row, and none of the games have even been close. None of them. Not even competitive. Josh Allen has been balling ever since that game. Stephon Diggs is reminding us that he's one of the top wide receivers in the NFL, right? He's saying, hey, don't forget about me. I'm still here. And they look, they're right there in that top competitive window in the AFC. And, you know, I put them, you know, in the same tier with Miami and KC, and they already beat Miami. And they're, they have more than, they're more than capable um, of going out and winning a Super Bowl this year. Yeah. They, if they keep this up, they're just going to run through the AFC. Their week after week one, they won thirty-eight to ten against the Raiders, thirty-seven to three against the Commanders. Now it's the Commanders and the Raiders, right? Don't expect much out of those teams, even though the Commanders played a really close competitive game against Philadelphia. Um, and then they just again they blew a new blowhole for the Dolphins. It's crazy. They just went in there and said we're the better team and won forty-eight to twenty. And since uh, since that horrible performance in New York, Josh Allen's only thrown one pick since, and he's looked like an alien from another planet. He's just played fantastic football. So right now they're looking like the favorite in the AFC, especially with Kansas City struggling tonight against New York. Some question marks on their offensive side of the ball again are starting to bleed through. This team looks like the most complete team on both sides of the football in the AFC. Couldn't necessarily say that about Miami's defense and can't really say that about Kansas City's offense right now, which is surprising. Yeah, and if you look at the Bills, Josh Allen's biggest question coming into this year from last year was the turnovers, and could he keep those down? And since that first game, right, nobody's perfect. He's improved a lot as you mentioned only throwing one pick and i think he is starting to throw himself uh 
along with Tua into that MVP conversation based on how he and the team have been performing as of late. So he's another guy starting to show up on that radar. And if you look at their upcoming schedule, I think there's a good chance they just start ripping these games off, right? They got the Jaguars, the Giants, the Patriots, the Bucks, Bengals, who knows what that game will be like, but then they play the Broncos again before their rematch with the Jets. Like this team, there's a good chance they just take these next six games, seven games in a row, and we're looking at a team who's has a great chance to clinch the number one seed early on in the season. Yeah, I think it's a two-man race right now for MVP between him and Tua. And if we're speaking frankly, he's got a head-to-head match win against Tua right now. So he definitely outplayed him. I think he's the front runner right now. I'm still going to roll with Tua because that was my original pick. Now you can't fall away now, yeah. Right now, Josh Allen, if the season ended... He's probably your MVP unless you want to go Brock Purdy route, but um, that team's just too good <laughs> yeah. to really. Christian McCaffrey should be the MVP if that's your pick. It's uh, it's true. He's been more valuable to that, that team so, so far. Right now, it's probably Allen as the front runner for MVP, and they're looking like the most complete team in the AFC, which is just a crapshoot. Let's be honest. You got the Ravens, you got the Chiefs, you got the Dolphins. One week you got the Browns looking like they're going to beat everybody in the world, and then. They come out flat today. So the AFC is just random at its finest. And right now, amongst all the randomness, the Bills have looked the part. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. This team is definitely a team to watch going through the rest of the season. And we want to thank everyone for listening today. That's what we got for today. Uh, Look out for this podcast coming out on Monday. We'll have another one coming out around Wednesday or Thursday. Tune in for our weekly power rankings. We're going to switch up that list a little bit. I think it'll be a little bit, uh, it'll be exciting for you guys. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, listen to us on Spotify. And thanks again for listening.